This message is made available by the partners and friends of Breakthrough Miracle Life. Catch our live broadcast every Wednesday and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and on internet radio at mixlr.com forward slash B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-U. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 20. I believe the title of this sermon is Training in the in the unknown. <clears throat> Training in the unknown. First Corinthians fourteen twenty. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent and as babies when it comes to evil. But be mature in understanding matters. Hey, I like that. Of this kind. This is one of the dirtiest pages in my Bible. First Corinthians 13 and 14. Brethren, be not children in understanding. How be it in malice? Be ye children, but in understanding. Be men. I have an ongoing argument with a member of this congregation uh, because of my WhatsApp status. I recently had a drawing there of someone, and uh, the person in the congregation has been telling me it can it can only be possible with talent, and I, I begged to defer. And the argument has gone on. And I told her, show me, bring me someone without talent. I will, I will teach them how to draw. And she has insisted. So, here is the drift. There are certain things where God wants you to be a child. To lack talent or whatever it is, a skill in. But there are certain things where God wants you to be mature. And mature does not mean old. Mature means fruitful. Mature means fruitful. Fruitful. Not old. Have you ever seen a purple tree? A male purple tree? However old that thing is, you can't find purples on it. The best you'll find is flowers. And those flowers help the, the female, the one which brings purples, to actually bear fruit. Okay? But however old the thing grows, there will not a purple show on it. Why? Because it's not within its nature. At its fruitful, it cannot operate in a different glory. Okay? You've also seen there are mangoes this short, and they are producing mangoes this big. So it's not about height. <laughs> Who am I talking to? It's not about height. <laughs> you know it is a fearful thing 
When everybody is looking at this person and saying, but what good can come out of Jerusalem? And God is telling you that is where the thing is. That this is your Jerusalem. And you're there looking. You, you get your measuring tape. I think you should start measuring things in the Holy Ghost. In, in malice be children, but in understanding these things be men, be mature. I like I like to watch uh, basketball, and there is a young man, a believer, who has come on the basketball scene, and uh, his gift is throwing balls in hoops in baskets. Okay, he has thrown this ball in the basket in such a way that people are saying he is ungodly, like, as in <laughs> it is ungodly, it is otherworldly, like. He's changed the way the game is played. Just by the way he throws the ball inside. And he's the same age as Jesus was when he finished his mission. It's 33. Okay? Now, he's not a, he doesn't major in fine art, then football, then what, what. He's doing, he's throwing the ball in the basket. That is what he's doing. But he's doing it in such a way that he's he's changing people's mindset. People want to come and see him throw a ball inside a basket. As if that is very... (laughs) But the way he's throwing the ball in the basket is life-changing. Now, for you, you may see your life as throwing a ball in a basket. But throw it in such a way that even the angels are like, but how does this ball enter that basket like that? Hallelujah. In malice be children, but in understanding be men. In understanding. There are certain things which God wants you to be a child in. When I do this, who who comes to mind? Why? Have you ever eaten his Jamaican recipes? Or heard of them? There is a child. But he said in his own words, God put me on this earth to run. And boy, did he run. When I looked at his story, the football pitch or the running track that he trained in looked like the one in Chitante there. Grass, eh, like this breakthrough grass, that's how the track looked like. And if, like, proper, what good can come out of Nazareth type of grass? They are tying saucepans or something like that on his legs and telling him, run! And then he's running. And you'd think this is the guy who would train in, eh? Grass which has artificial intelligence. So if you tell it grow and zing, zing. But he said, I will run here. And I will run until I am a man in running. So it didn't matter. Have you seen, if you have seen Hussein Bolt's coach, he doesn't look anything like run. 
He looks something more like sleep. White head, the whole head is white. Has a real big nice tummy. Like nice, good, like, you know, sizable. Like that guy who used to dance Magana and his stomach shakes. Something like that. But they had found their space where they could be fruitful. And zoned in. Okay? Let me give you a bit of history. So I, I am uh, in senior one. And I had walked to the altar for the... 20th or so time, you know, every, every week the preacher would come preach a thing, and you're like, ah, uh, I need to go back. Eh? I come back. Oh Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, forgive me. Go back the next week. Sunday is enough, you're like, bah, I think, eh, you come back and offer yourself again a living sacrifice. But you see, the Lord is patient. The Lord is patient and long-suffering. So one of those days anyway, I come again for the umpteenth time now. Go down there, said what I needed to say, or what they told me to say. I got off and something had changed. Something had changed. And there are those moments where you know, you know, you know. It's like, it's like wearing the, the wrong shoe and you know it's the wrong shoe, even though you haven't seen it. You get it, but you just sense something. That's the impression I'm trying to give you. So I had this impression that something is different this time. And it was. Because suddenly, I had this thirst to know, to know God. To know. I want to know. I am tired of being average. I'm tired of being ordinary. Like, in the things of God. Okay? So I began to pursue. And, and I, I felt if, if I need to excel in knowing God... There are certain things I need to say about myself. There are certain things I need to draw lines on. So, you know, it's very dangerous to preach condemnation because God has had, God has paid for all the things that bring us condemnation. The devil is a man when it comes to condemnation. He is called the accuser of the bread. That is his official title. He's earned it. So when we get into that zone, we are treading the realm of the devil. And you see, when you begin to tread in the realm of the devil, he is going to manifest himself. We need to be careful by the saints. That if we side in to point fingers, we are on the devil's realm. And when, when we begin to operate there, we are together with the witches and the, you know, them guys. And we, unfortunately for us, we are doing it in the name of the Lord. Anyway, so, I began to seek. Ask, how can I know God better? And it wasn't about, let me run faster so that they can see me. 
Because I want to know him. Where is he? If he's 10 miles ahead, I'll go 10 miles ahead. It doesn't matter who is in between. Or how far are they? If other people are reaching him in 5 minutes, and me I need 5 hours, let me take the 5 hours. The point is, I want to get to where he is. Now, if that is the drive, you want to get to where he is. Some of you, it will mean studying longer. Why? Because you want to get to where he is. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of, of the Lord. The earth, the things on the earth that are made, talk about God. Hallelujah. So physics, studying physics and excelling in it, it is not a bad thing actually. You begin to understand the things which God has made, understandable that people may know him. Some of us studied physics and he, when we looked at our marks, we were like, <laughs> then there are other people who are studying in the same class and school, eh? who they are like, you know what? The way you are doing physics here, you can't stay, you can't stay here. We need to take you to space. You apply your physics there. Why? Because you are, you are not of this world. You get? I had people like that in the school I was studying. The guy makes a mistake and he has 98. You get, eh? Now for you, you reverse the figures, divide by two, and you're still not there. You eat the same bread, the same porridge, they sleep in the same metal bunkers. But man, the guy is touching a different thing. You get? Then eventually they tell him, but you guys, why don't you come this way where we can appreciate your physics? And he says, you guys see you. Then you hear the guys in NASA. <laughs> Not NASA Road. <laughs> N-A-S-A. Okay? Ababa yo. Tower of Babel is things, eh? Where even God says, ah, the things these guys are imagining, I need to go down there and see. Eh? Why? Because he has chosen to go where he is. And that is for his line. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to NASA and do physics. No. You have your restaurant. Okay? Anyway, back to the altar. Back to the beginning to pursue. So, as I began to pursue, I, I met people talking about this, the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they would call him the Holy Spirit. Uh, and today it is still happens. Eh? You can you can think like we are living. We have just turned the circle round. Because so this is now what 25 years ago. So as they began to talk about the spirit, I said, I want him. I want this thing called the spirit. Where can I find him? And they pointed at a certain brother. And uh, today it is in the ministry. I'm I'm glad to to know. Now this brother, he would pray and get lost. Like, he would probably shoot a bullet and he doesn't move. He's that gone. Okay? Gone! So he, one day I find him in the corner where, shandering properly. And we had made an appointment. 
that day I'd even made sure the, the flesh was hungry and thirsty. I was hungry. So I come, I tap the brother. Does not, it was like he was dead. Does not respond. But he was inside, it was like he had opened another door and entered and this other guy had stayed on top. And you know there are those realms in God where you, you go and you go. And that is the realm, by the way, where you are born. They call it not of this world. Anyway, I tapped the guy until I, I said, if I tap this guy any further, I'm going to cause damage. So I backed off and went back very disappointed, but still seeking. And then eventually one day I found him and he hadn't yet gone too far. <laughs> He was still close enough to minister to me. He didn't say anything to me. He di- he was still bubbling over and then he touched my head. The next thing I saw was the ceiling and I asked myself, how did I get here? <laughs> the next time he put his hand on me, words began to come from around here. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. We began to speak in other tongues. I was 14. Now, that for me was the introduction to certain things. From that day, I don't remember very well, but my friends tell me, from that time, I began to ask, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Now what am I, how, what am I teaching you guys today? What have I been teaching here in Breakthrough? Being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I can tell you I have not attained. That for me introduced me to certain things. It it introduced me to a realm where the supernatural was natural. And that's where every one of you is born. And that is why everyone needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because that is the seal of salvation. That is the seal, the deposit on your redemption. That is the power of the age to come. That is kingdom governance. That is kingdom authority. The spirit. So I began to speak this new language. At that time we were with Reverend Solomon in the same class and uh, now when we just began to speak in other tongues Reverend Solomon got got baptized in the Holy Ghost a little later but Reverend Solomon could speak in English faster almost as fast as you could speak in tongues (laughs) and you're looking like who is this guy? Hey! Guy wanted God and and, uh, really no surprise Still wants him. So we're all there, young, full of raw energy, wanting to know this God, wanting to go far, wanting to go where He is. Okay? When Jesus came to the sons of Zebedee, they were there mending their nets and all that. And He said, He said two words, follow me. And they were with their father. The Bible says immediately 
they left their nets. You guys, echenyanya bachisera. How do they say that in English? They, they, <laughs> they fish. They sell it expensively. <laughs> okay? These guys are in the middle of their craft. He said, follow me. They dropped their nets. All unfollowed. And he said, come. And I will teach you how to catch men. Okay? I will teach you how to catch men. Some of us here, the Lord is saying, I want you to excel in what you're doing. And the indicator is that you start catching men. Cook that food until guys get, until you catch men. I've tested, uh, let me qualify myself. Let me qualify myself. Catch human beings, okay? <laughs> Not catch a passenger. Yeah? Okay. By the way, while at that, the scripture says God is able to make descendants of Abraham out of these stones. For you, you only need one husband, okay? <laughs> he is able. Oh, one wife, whatever. He is able. We leave it at that, okay? If you can turn a stone into a husband, for sure, you are sorted. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, yes. So one of those days, uh, and now this is fast forward. I, I really wanted to get, get you guys from that point of the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the journey. But let's take a side journey on the, on the, on the cooking. So one of those days, I, I, I actually ventured into cooking. As a, it was a delight, but there was something drawing me to the cooking. So I began to cook, and some of you have seen me cook even in breakthrough here. But one of those days, I baked a, a pumpkin cake. Right? At that time, the season was find anything and make a cake out of it. So stone, make a cake out of it. Like grass, like. So anyway, one of those days it was. It was a pumpkin. And at that time, my, my wife and I, we had just started dating. And uh, I came to visit with some friends. And I, 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 I wanted to make sure she doesn't know what I had put in it. So I said, I want you to try this. And of course, my wife, very inquisitive, says, what is it? I said, no, you first try. So she bit into it. Now, before she had never bothered with pumpkins, like, we will be children here. She chewed that thing and got delivered. Started eating them pumpkins. We caught the man. We caught the man. Another lady visited me. She, she, she was Canadian and had never cooked a finger in the house. 
So the husband knew for this one. So she came and saw a man cook. And I wasn't cooking uh, uh, hot water and the black tea. No. I made chapatis and this one was of in Indian origin. She's like, a man can do this in a kitchen. She went back and her husband asked her, what happened to you in Uganda? You have never been in the kitchen ever since I have known you. I found a man who could cook and I was challenged to do the same. And she went into the kitchen and got the, took over. We caught a man. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's not about making all the money in the cooking. What men are you catching? Okay, okay, that's on the side. So, get filled with the Holy Ghost and now God begins to prompt me in a certain direction. And interestingly, at the same time, that is when I began to get into the fine arts and do all these other things. One thing that was hindering me in my growth was the aspect of being sincere before God. Because the devil always taunted me with that thing. Yes, you're saying all these things, but are you really sincere? Do you feel that you feel that you feel that you feel that you are sincere? So one of those days, I was in that sincere business, feeling sincere business, and I began to confess to God. I said, God, I'm sorry for the things I have done. I began to remind him of things he had forgotten. Because I wanted to feel sincere. You know, there's that feeling of... So, I read, I pulled out the scriptures because now we had been encouraged that, you know, if you want to reach God, go to Him at His word because that is where God is. So I pulled out First John 1 9, and that one with their daughters in, in Anglican service. Eh? If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. So I said, Lord, based on this scripture, I confess my sin. I confess my sin. I confess and, and I know your word tells me that if I confess my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive all my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And he added, even when you don't feel like it. Just a moment I finished that. He, he added, even when you don't feel like it. Now, for me, that was ammo, ammunition. Because up until that time, I kept feeling like God hadn't heard my prayers because I never felt anything. I never felt anything. So when he said, even when you don't feel... Now, I didn't hear an audible voice, but it was that impression. Like, you put in a wrong shoe and you sense something is wrong. But you, you, you don't need to see the shoe to know that something is wrong. Or you've put in the shoe and there is a stone. You will feel something in there, but it will give you the signal. You don't have to see the stone to know that something is wrong. That impression. So when he said, even when you don't feel like it... My friends, my faith exploded. 
because it didn't matter how I felt God's word was true regardless of feelings or not if he says by his stripes I am healed I am healed whether I feel like it or not it is true so when we begin to elevate God above the feeling let me tell you what that does for you is it allows God to operate in the realm of your senses because you have believed him to be true to his word regardless of what the sense is saying hallelujah now that also takes you into the realm of the old man has been crucified with Christ regardless of how I am feeling because let me tell you sometimes you reach in a place and you're feeling like the old man like I feel old like I feel all these old feelings you get eh? those old feelings which we are supposed to that were buried actually you get, you see someone and they bring feelings which you, eh, like, ah, ah. And some of those things come when you've just been in the glory. Then you step outside and, like, where have we been? Then he begins to remind you, you see, you are still feeling these feelings. You are not sanctified. Let me tell you, you are sanctified properly. Because you are sanctified by the word of God. You are not sanctified by the feeling of your feeling. Hallelujah. So let me tell you, you can look at somebody and you feel like you have died, but you are like, I am more than a conqueror. This morning we were driving to breakthrough and I was in gear saying we are going to glorify God, preach ourselves happy. Then I turned into a road and the Buddha Buddha guy is who, you know how they can hoot. Then he reaches my window and says something. Something that made me feel old. <laughs> Felt so old. I wanted to turn the car in his direction and accelerate. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it feels like praise is rising. Oh now it's rage is rising. Send this guy home now. But as that thing is there, then you also know there is the greater one inside. And the greater one is saying, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And I had just been reading that scripture. For the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So, in that moment I have a choice. Right? Because the Bible says, put on, you have put off the old man. Alright? And you have put on the new man. Please come, I, I want to demonstrate something here. Yes, Keza. I want you to look at my face 
and look at her face. All right? Night and day, okay? <laughs> Savior. We want to see now. So, the difference between me and her, apart from the endowment of God's glory, is she has put on something I haven't put on. On the face. Alright? Now, when she puts it off, we may it resemble. Okay, kinda. <laughs> okay, kinda, right? Brother and sister, okay? But uh, she's taken the step forward to put on the new man. Alright? Now when she puts on the new man, she becomes totally unrecognizable. Hallelujah. Why? Because of what she has put on. Now, the put on can, can remain inside the, the makeup kit. Alright? And it will, she will still be the same person. But when she picks it off the makeup kit, and puts it on. Hey! Mountains move. <laughs> mm, these ones who are saying, Siege. <laughs> Please. So, what are we saying in summary? When you put on the new man, you may still feel the way you felt. Alright? Feelings have nothing to do with but the way you reckon, the way you consider yourself is what now God begins to see. Reckon yourself dead indeed to sin. Hallelujah. The old man has been crucified. So you reach that situation and it's staring you in the face saying, what are you going to do? And you're like David. You're like, the whole world is going to know there is a God in Israel. Because I'm going to chew you up. I'm going to feed your stuff to the birds of the air. Still, with a stone in his hand, still Goliath hasn't come down. Hallelujah. In malice be children, but in understanding these things be men or be fruitful. Now the fruitfulness is in the reaching where God is. Because he said in his word, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you do what? That you bear much fruit regardless of your height, your size, your experience, your talent or lack of it. He is glorified that you bear much fruit and fruit that will remain. So when it comes to the pruning, you feel the pruning but you know it is for my glory. It is for my glory. It is for my glory. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you today.
reach out for where God is no matter where that is at one day i was going to st francis chapel i was on campus in makere there was a lot of bidongo a lot of noise there and when you're passing st francis when you go to st francis if you're coming from one other side you have to pass via st augustine Now I reached St Augustine and it was like someone was knocking like that but here on my chest but from inside I was like what is going on but now I knew what it was because the bible says my sheep know my voice I knew he was prompting me and that's something we are going to emphasize. I, I know uh, Apostle Raymond and the rest have been talk about being led by the spirit following the promptings of the spirit. It's a prompt. It's a prompt. So I said, "Lord, I know you're telling me to go in there, but this hello is St Augustine." It was as quiet as a stone. You know how those places can be. Quiet. There were people inside. Quiet. Hey. St. Agus is Roman Catholic. St. Francis is is Protestant but uh, with many other people inside there. Okay? The ones who kuba bidongo, okay? Our lot. <laughs> So I enter and the first thing I see is statues of Mary and the what not and the, the the one I know begins binding Guys I stepped in the building there was such a presence of God my God I couldn't stand I couldn't sit I was on the ground I was like God you are so here do you know when there's this thing that comes on you of you're in the presence of the king and it's so thick down on the ground I was there I was like God you're here I'm mistaken like what is happening to me go where God is because where God is has been shrouded by our concept misconceptions and limitations of what we have boxed god in okay i was uh, scared to go in the front and take a front seat in my father's presence i sat behind because of the misconceptions i had so i sat behind and they called out for first time visitors and guess what i was a first time visitor now the way they did it that that time they called you as a first time visitor you came to the altar and they prayed for you they brought me there they prayed for you guys i almost failed to get out of the altar the power was too much i went back and sat but i was confused the whole time i was like god you've messed me up they had fellowship the way we it was fellowship like kindred spirits so after they finished in the name of the father son and the holy spirit i was like okay it left me 
thinking? What are we doing? And to date, we have boxed God in many ways. We have boxed the Holy Spirit in many ways and grieved Him in the process because of what many times our forefathers taught us or the colonialists taught us or what tradition has taught us. And we nullify the word of God by our traditions. That's what the scripture says. So can we find God? If God is hiding in a mosque, will we find him? I want to say I will find him, but I need to be ready to find him because it's going to be scary. And that is what the word is today. That those places God is telling you are in the unknown. In your realm, whatever is, if it's in your profession, there are realms God is telling you when you reach here, I can only give you treasures of darkness because you can't see them with the light on. You have to walk by faith. Can we find him there? If God is hidden in a biology textbook, will you find him or will you stop on a third page? See those names, eh? those two names in italics and like, ah, Lantana Kamara, this is where I stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we begin to cross the realm of the unknown, now we are beginning, oh, unknown to the what? Unknown to the old man who schooled us. But not unknown to your spirit man. So there are certain things your spirit is totally at peace with. Your head is getting messed up. Why? Because your head was taught by the old school master. And that is why it's important for us to pray in the Holy Ghost. To not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to ourselves in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Because it will make your senses more sensitive. It will make your inner man more, more aware of the realm he operates in, which is the realm of God. Then the things of man, which the old man schooled us in, will begin to be understood by our minds receiving from our spirits. That is how we are going to walk the realm of the unknown. Because that is God's daily realm and he wants us to be at home. But for us to be at home in that realm, we have to die to the things that held us back. This is the word of the Lord. For more information, call or WhatsApp 704 89 Eight nine.